This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line joining you here tonight. It's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. 1-855-450-3733. As always, you can bring up anything you want. That is the point of the program. It's why we call it Free Talk Live. You're free to call in and talk about, well, whatever's on your mind. Once again, 855-450-FREE. Of course, much to discuss here tonight, including uh, something from your hometown, uh, Derek J. of Philadelphia. Well, sort of. I guess you're from New Jersey, but yeah, but you I'm, called Philly home for a long time. That's right, and that's where I left to come to New Hampshire. Right, so uh, we're going to get to that. There's uh, some outrageous news about uh, feeding the homeless happening there. Uh, but first, just when you thought it was safe to chalk as a child... Because we've seen activists getting arrested for chalking here right. in New Hampshire, uh, which just seems outrageous right on its face. Now, some would say that they shouldn't be chalking on the sides of buildings, which is in some cases what they were arrested for, for chalking. But not always. In, uh, in a few cases, in the, like there was the federal building chalking that went on where they were just chalking on the, the ground and were arrested for that. So it, it, it has happened that adults have been arrested for simply chalking on the ground. We kind of always said, well, you know, what would happen if a child did this? Surely the police would leave a child alone for chalking. And in this case, they did technically leave the child alone, but they went after mom. According to WWBTNBC12.com, a Richmond woman is upset after she's ticketed. She's been ticketed for her daughter drawing on rocks with chalk. Lots of people go to Belle Isle to enjoy the warm weather, and that's what Susan Mortensen said she was doing when she came down with her four-year-old daughter and used some sidewalk chalk to draw on some of the rocks at the beach. Now she's banned from all city parks. I asked him, meaning the cop, how am I destroying property? She said, I, I don't see how I'm destroying this rock by using chalk. <laughs> Officer Stacy Rogers, that's Stacy who's a man, Patrols Bell Isle, he's the one that wrote the ticket. He said his goal is to keep the park clean for everybody. Roger said, essentially what we're trying to do is leave behind only footprints when they come into the parks. He said chalk doesn't always wash away in the rain, and often city crews have to come clean it. Roger says he's given warnings for things like this in the past, but often he'll see the same people breaking the rules again and again. He said people learn their lesson after getting a ticket. But let me <laughs> NBC's legal analyst, Steve Benjamin, says he's not sure Mortensen should have been ticketed at all. He says you're not responsible for the actions of your child, and the law about destroying public property only covers permanent damage. He said using sidewalk chalk to draw some little doodle on a rock is not criminal. Well, maybe not in his world, but in this world, apparently it is. If that were well, criminal... I mean, you know, if the cop does ticket him, uh, or ticket the person illegally... What's going to happen? This person's on vacation. Are they going to be able to come back several times? Because mm-hmm. we all know how this goes, right? Um, several times in order to be able to get their First, day there's your in arraignment. Court. Then yep. there's your hearing or all, pretrial hearing. All this crap that they put in your way in order to make it very, very difficult for you. What are you going to do? What You're going to pay it. What a nightmare. Where is a child supposed to be able to use this sidewalk chalk that they sell in all the kids' stores? Apparently on your own private property. Okay, that's Maybe it. for now, until someone decides that they don't like to look at your chalked-up driveway. I hope you don't have a homeowner's association. 
Mm, yeah, a lot of those have some really restrictive rules. But in that case, you did agree to those rules upon purchasing. No, I don't property. know that that's necessarily true. There's a lot of homeowners associations out there that do the same thing that this uh, petty little dictator of a cop does, and they just make stuff up as they go. Yeah, they just change the rules and then impose fines at random. So uh, using sidewalk chalk, he says it's not criminal. Says that uh, mom says she's brought the chalk to the park before and hasn't received a ticket. She said a lot of people bring chalk down there with their kids because they know it's washable. It's something fun to do that's safe. You don't have to stay in the water the whole time. And yeah, chalk is commonly used down there, she says. Her ticket costs more than $300. Whoa. And she's scheduled to be in court in June. In June. Mm -hmm. So she's there on vacation. I mean, you just can't do this. I mean, it's like... I mean, she may be the next town over. We don't know where she's from, but... You're right. I don't know where she's from. Um, But... You know, my con- when I think about traveling, um, I think about traveling some distance, and I can tell you, if I'm a uh, 50 miles away from home, I don't want to go back there for court three different times trying to no fight doubt. this thing. I mean, that's gonna be a it's gonna be really arduous. Your whole day, three times, three whole days, because this stinking cop didn't bother to read the law or doesn't care. For beaches and parks, I totally comprehend that there are people who have an interest in making it clean, making sure everything is kept safe there. But this is a vacation destination. This is something they want to encourage people to come back, not for court, but to come back and enjoy themselves. The beach isn't a nature preserve. It's, like you say, a destination, and especially a destination for families. I mean, really, kids love the beach, right? So a lot of families go to the beach. What's the big deal? But this cop has no responsibility for people coming back. That's not his job. His job is to you know, increase revenue. And like he says, he's, he's there. He's trying to protect the value of what's going on. But if fewer people come next year, his job's easier. Stacy is just looking to keep the place safe. Yeah, <laughs> Stacy. He's trying to make up for all the teasing he got in school. There's uh, there, there's video footage uh, of this on this website, NBC12.com, and it actually shows, I guess she had taken uh, either a snapshot or actual video of this cop ticketing her, but it shows the cop standing on the rocks, like literally right on the precipice of the rocks with the, the water behind him and just really just want to give him a little push. <laughs> Take a bath, buddy. Get out of here. Leave these kids alone. Yeah. Quit picking on little kids. I mean, it's rocks pathetic. The beach. That's that's where the water is going to come away. You don't even have to wait for the rain. The the water's going to crash up against the rocks and He says and not always. He yeah. says it doesn't always wash away. You know that unwashable chalk. Yeah, I've <laughs> seen it. What? I've seen it two or maybe 3 days later. Yeah. I'm not a scientist or anything, but isn't chalk basically made of the same stuff as seashells anyway? Good question. Probably something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Good question. I mean, if anybody knows the answer, uh, 855-450-FREE. I bet Wikipedia knows the answer uh, uh, to yeah. that one. But there you have it. Uh, and I don't mean really push the cop into the water. But, uh, you know, it sure it would be funny, funny if he lost his balance and, whoa, whoa, take a bath, you jerk. I mean, can you get any more low than this besides, okay, I guess, yeah, we've seen kids being arrested by cops, so I guess it can get worse than this, but I mean, how sad. I wonder how the child felt about this. I mean, she had to watch her mother receive some ticket from the officer, watching her mother's facial expression the entire time. I mean, it must have been terrifying. A lot of times- She's four, by the way. The the daughter is four. That could be too hard to convince her that Officer Friendly's a big fat jerk, huh? Mm. I mean, really, what is what kind of because I grew up in a world where Officer Ollie 
came to our school. That was our friend. Mm-hmm. We ra- waved <laughs> was he really to officers. Named officer Ollie? That was the the puppet. Uh, um, okay. And oh, okay. we waved at them. And you know, this was I was taught to wave at cops and the whole thing. Do they give you a puppet show with the cop doing the puppets? I think so. Oh, isn't that Aww. cute? And I'm wondering what kids are growing up with now. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they're starting this early, picking on kids when they're four years old, trying to threaten mom, put mom in a jail cell. Lemonade stands are outlawed. Kids are being arrested in uh, in just Texas school for all all kinds it's of more things. More than Texas, but uh, yes, we know that in Texas they've arrested thousands of uh, students from elementary school to high school, charged them with uh, with Class C misdemeanors. So we know that happens, and that stuff happens for just standard kids kids in school stuff that we all did you know writing on the desk passing notes showing somebody your butt through the, the you know the the school bus window Morning, i mean all yeah. these yeah all these things we've all probably either experienced or done uh while we were in school and they're handing out misdemeanor tickets for it it must be so much fun to be a child growing up in the land of the free today it's sick it's so sad anyway i just wanted to share that with you as an example of just how how far this country has fallen i mean it's just can how, anyone defend how can this you do, one? Right. How can, how can you look at this and say, you know, the poor rocks, they were really marred by that chalking, and we've got to take care of our rocks. <laughs> you know, everybody deserves a clean and pristine beach when they come out, and uh, this will teach everybody. They were going to have to come and replace those rocks. Just just ignore all the seaweed that's all drying up all over the place, and it's oh, forget natural. about that red tide, too. Right. No, we've got to focus on the rocks and the children that are chalking on them. Because we can control those humans. We can't control what, you know, red tide washes up sure. and so on. And so Dead forth. fish. Eight five, and if you've ever smelt red tide, one 450 free 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, of course, at freetalklive.com. We've got plenty of time for your calls, your thoughts, especially if you're someone who thinks that kids should be arrested, or in this case, mom, uh, for having children chalking on rocks. One eight five five four fifty three. the toll-free number here. You can take control. Free Talk Live. Hello, my friends, and welcome to a 30-second edition of Verbal Surgery. I'm your verbal surgeon, Tim A. Cummins, here to radiate your brain for maximum gain. And let me tell you, my friends, get on to the verbalsurgery.com train. Come check it out. Listen to this podcast, and you will feel better right now because you are awesome. Looking forward to seeing you at verbalsurgery.com. Take it easy, baby. Awesome. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That toll-free number is brought to you by SACL CAI. Yep, SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. They can do it for your business. Go see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. One of the principals over there, the guy behind SACL CAI, Jason Osborne. Is a big supporter of liberty, and you know, you'll be happy you sent your business their way. It's SACL C A I. All right, we continue. We'll take your phone calls here about, of course, whatever's on your mind. That's the point of this program. Still to come here tonight, some creepy police state news that has to do with the Occupy movement and what's happening to some of the protesters that have been arrested. Uh, we'll get to that here in a moment, but Crichton is on the line listening in Louisville. Crichton, you're on Free Talk Live. How's it going, guys? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, actually, I want to talk about uh, the Hunger Games movie, but 
before I, I do that, I want to ask a question about um, uh, amplifiers. Yes, sir. I tried to, to sign up via Bitcoin, and I can't figure out how to do that. Is there, oh, is there, there yeah, we don't do have an or? option for Bitcoin at this time for being a Free Talk Live amplifier. It's all, unfortunately, FRNs. So, sorry to say that. Uh, we do have the Bitcoin tip jar, which you can go to bitcoin.freetalklive.com to learn more about how you can put some Bitcoins in the tip jar. But at this time, uh, we don't have uh, Bitcoin support for the AMP program. Is it a matter of programming or something? It would be a, probably a matter of programming, yes. And plus there's the fact that, you know, can't really spend the Bitcoins on web hosting and that sort of thing. I see, on advertising, that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, Talkers Magazine isn't going to take Bitcoins from you me. You can. So that's actually true that you can spend the bitcoins on web hosting and online advertising. Well, only if your web host takes bitcoins, and only you know if your vendors take bitcoins. And I would love to see bitcoins being accepted by more uh, more businesses, but you know, sadly, um, a lot of mainstream places don't do that. You can spend the nah. bitcoins on the bitcoin advertising. You can spend the FRNs on the FRN advertising. Yeah, but we've got the tip the tip jar there for anybody that wants to throw some bitcoins our way. And then the AMP program is available through PayPal and any major credit card. So would the ba- the main problem be that it's going to cost money to program, and that you know that's certain dollars per hour? My God, the the AMP program has been being developed uh, for approximately six years now. Yeah, I know. It's it makes and you I've spent. Um, Way more than I'd like to admit on trying to get this done. It's still not done, and my programmers are, you know, working on it. But it's gone through four different groups of people, and it's changed so much over the years. And you know, it's closer now than it's ever been to completion status. Maybe once it's complete and working 100 percent, we can talk about adding some new feature like Bitcoin to it. Uh, but I really, uh, there's still bugs that need to be ironed out, and it's not. It's not ready completely yet, so I'm sorry about that. But uh, it's hard oh, to that, find. It's fine. hard to find programmers. Like I can't afford to pay programmers thousands and thousands of dollars every single month to to do this kind of work. Uh, I think the programmers I have are pretty affordable compared to some programmers I've used in the past, and these guys get things done uh, compared to some of the people that you know I've used in the past. So sorry, <laughs> that's all I can say. I was just curious because I was looking for it. Um, yeah. But I, I wanted to talk about the Hunger Games movie. What's that? Uh, the Hunger Games movie comes out uh, Friday. Is this yeah. the one with the girl in the woods, like trying to be killed by people, or is that something else entirely? <laughs> that that's it. That's the one. Okay. It's an excellent book. And I called in a couple months ago asking uh, for advice on on um, uh, books to suggest for a twelve uh, year old girl. Do you recall that conversation? Not really, but and, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> And I got a lot of, of recommendations, and Hunger Games came immensely reco- uh, recommended, and I'd never heard of it before. So That's I a read book for it children? I my daughter. Yes, it's for well, teenagers, yeah. probably. Okay. Right. I mean, this is, a, this is a violent book, is it not? I mean, I don't know. I've never read it. But oh, I mean, it's, the, it's incredibly violent, yes. It, the, the, um, the movie theater preview it, reminded it, me of the most dangerous game, I think. Isn't that the, 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 the movie where the, like, the guy is being hunted in the woods? Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not sure. I've never seen that movie. Yeah. But I can honestly say that I read the book before I gave it to my daughter. Got it. And the violence that's present is appropriate to the plot line. It's entirely it's not It's not over, like senseless violence. It, it's appropriate violence for the subject matter. The subject mm-hmm. matter primarily being as the, uh, a future United States that has evolved into a totalitarian state. Uh and the the overall theme is revolution. 
And uh, so it makes sense that there's a lot of violence involved. Um, but I was, um, I got, we got so into it. It's such a good book that I bought tickets for the premiere on Thursday night at midnight for myself and my daughter. Hmm. Oh, my. Cool. And man. then I also heard that it has been on the uh, New York Times bestseller list for 100 weeks. And there's already been a million pre-sold tickets. For this movie, Jeez, which wow. was already one of the best movies in recent memory to, to premiere, and and I was thinking about how how very libertarian this subject matter is, and I, not necessarily libertarian, but liberty minded because it, it's she's opposing a totalitarian state, like, not really choosing it. She's just kind of just fell into the plate, the position of of the you know the the his, the literary hero character against her will. But she plays the part, you know. That's that's the plot line of the of the book, essentially. So it's, in my opinion, is probably one of the most um, anti-authoritarian and liberty-minded books since uh, Atlas Shrugged, for example. Wow, that's outstanding. And, you know, I'm going to have to go and, and check this out now. It sounds pretty. Uh, it, it sounds it, pretty it, interesting. And it, and that that and 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 reading it and knowing that and then finding out how immensely popular it is with the with the millennial generation. Gives me hope in ways I haven't had in a long time. My daughter ate it up. My my um my niece, who is who my my sister's family is not libertarian at all. She adores that book, uh, uh, the whole series. And and my daughter read through all three series. So is this like the first of? Days. So this is the first of a trilogy. Yes, this movie, and it's an excellent trilogy. So you've read all all it, three books at this point. I read all three books in a week. So, like, you picked up the first book just intending to read it to see if it was good for your, your teenage daughter or pre-teenage daughter, and uh, and then all of a sudden you got sucked into it, is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> huh? I got sucked in good. It's a High praise. Book. Better than Harry Potter? Oh, yeah. It's better than Harry Potter. I read all of Harry Potter, too, and I, I thought that was a really good series. And that's another example. We, we At our generation, we had, you know, kids' books, but they were they were kind of lacking in plot line and... and the Hardy support. Boys. <laughs> yeah, the Hardy Boys, you know. Uh, so we, we didn't really get good literature it targeted for our, for our young generation when we were kids. But now they got the, the uh, all kinds of examples of, of really good literature for, ch- for children, like uh, Harry Potter, um, uh, Percy, and the... Uh, uh, well, I have to say, I'm pretty excited. I mean, I went to the the Wikipedia page here for this book, uh, The Hunger Games, and the movie apparently was uh, co-written and co-produced by the author. So that's usually a good sign, Always right? a good sign. Because yeah. a lot of Hollywood good. films, if they're doing a book to film, if the author's not involved, they really have the chance of botching it up. So that's a good sign. And it was directed by Gary Ross, who directed one of my favorite films, Pleasantville. I love oh. Pleasantville. And the, there's great liberty themes in Pleasantville as well, so it's not a surprise to me that you saw them happening in this book and that Gary Ross is going to be uh, helming this film. So uh, thanks for the heads up on that, Crichton, and I'm sure that our uh, parents and younger listeners out there and anybody listening is going to check this one out. Thanks to your recommendation. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. And uh, let us know how it is, by the way. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. You can take control. Whatever you want to talk about goes. Free time. 
I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that await you there. Uh, freetalklive.com features including a mobile site. For those of you with a smartphone, if you'd like quick access to our live streams and podcast, you can visit m, as in mobile.freetalklive.com. That's m.freetalklive.com. Join more than a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. Incorporate your business, create your will or a living trust, even register a trademark, empowering you and protecting you with common legal documents people trust. I'll tell you, if you don't have a will, you're leaving your family really open to all kinds of bad things that can happen. Um, If you've got a family, you need a will. That's it. Your stuff can end up in court and they won't get it for years and years and years and they'll spend more than you've got to trying to get it or whatever. Use coupon code FTL to save $10 on your order at LegalZoom.com. It's coupon code FTL is in Free Talk Live. LegalZoom.com. All right. Toll-free number here again, 855-453. That, again, 1-855-450-3733. Just got a phone call from uh, Crichton, who was really jazzed up about a movie that's going to be coming out. I guess he said it was this this Thursday? Uh, he's the, the at, at midnight is Thursday, yeah. so the movie starts Friday, and it is the the Hunger Games, which I have to say, I, you know, when I saw the preview, I thought, oh, you know, it looks like a cool action movie for teenagers. Uh, looked looked like it was kind of riffing on uh, the most dangerous game a little bit, and that's fine. Every everybody has to borrow ideas from somewhere, but honestly, I don't really know anything about it, and so I learned more in the last uh, phone call than I than I had known previously. And uh, Crichton says it's pretty uh, liberty oriented and. Uh, he was voraciously read through all three of the the trilogy and Sweet. liked it better than Harry Potter. And the movie's going to be directed by the guy that did uh, Pleasantville. So for me, like that alone is worth going to see it for. You've seen Pleasantville, right, Mark? Yes. Okay, and uh, you definitely have seen it. Oh Jerry yes. Jay. He even said uh, Crichton said that this the popularity of the book gives him hope for the millennial generation. That gets me pretty interested. I think that's pretty uh, pretty cool. So I'm looking forward to seeing it now at this point, and uh, maybe maybe we should like get some people together and go this weekend. Yeah, that could be fun. I, mean, I don't remember the last movie I went and saw in the theaters. It's, it's very you rare went to see Captain America with, with me. you. Yeah, that was probably that was <laughs> probably it. Drug you along and made you pay for your ticket. You were upset. <laughs> yeah, you were begging me to go with you, and you won't even buy my ticket. No, no, I ordered you to go with me, and you did. You ordered me to go. What happened? I felt sorry for you, that's all. You didn't oh. order me anything. Well, there you go. Whatever <laughs> you your reasons are. You can't were. get your wife to go with you to the movies, so much you is true. drag me along. Yep. An- another great movie based on books. So what, the, you Captain America? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can you call? I guess you can call comic books sure, books. literature. Technically. Uh, so, by the way, for those that don't know, let's let's talk a little bit about Pleasantville since we had the excuse to uh, to bring it up. I think it's worth mentioning for those that uh, maybe aren't familiar with it. Uh, h- how would you uh, s- sum it up, uh, Derek J. Pleasantville? Oh, okay. Well, uh, 
it's it's a movie in which uh, people are aided in seeing uh, that which was previously unseen. It maybe so that I don't reveal too much. Maybe mm. that's what I could say. Wet people's interest. Yeah, it's a really the cover of the movie will tell you that it's <laughs> partially in black and white and partially in color. Anyone who's seen the preview probably would would yeah. figure that much out about it. Uh, but it's a real, I think, uh, visionary film. And I highly recommend people take a look at it if they've never seen Pleasantville before. It came out in the late 1990s. And I don't know if it was based on a book. I think it was an original screenplay uh, that was made for the film. It could be used as an analogy for all kinds of enlightenment. Absolutely. Whatever you know, somebody considers to be enlightenment, this movie is going to be an analogy towards that. Because you know, some of the characters see one way and some some of the characters see another way and by the end of the film many of have changed yeah there's some people that change their minds over time and you know what uh, you know how people react to change is uh, addressed in there it's a fun movie it's about uh two kids i call them kids teenagers uh two teenagers that uh, basically take a trip through their television set through the magic of movie making and they uh, go back into they they go into their favorite or at least his favorite tv show she his sister is not a fan of it but uh, they go back into you know 1950s perfect place where people uh where you know mom and dad still sleep in separate beds because they showed that on television <laughs> you know back in the day if they sure ever did. showed mom and dad's bedroom there was two separate beds in there and so this kind of idyllic 1950s place that's in black and white and uh and then they bring their you know only a married couple can uh, see the value on separate beds i'll tell you i mean <laughs> you know, i go we go and uh, stay down at my uh my my wife's uh, parents house uh, down in florida often and they've got a pair of twin beds in there my mother's does too actually because this is just a better way to set up a guest room because if say you know you've got uh, you know people staying over and they're not married then you know they can sleep in the twin beds or whatever was but, that really a custom or is that just a movie a tv thing because I know the Flintstones slept in separate beds. I'm not, That's my so, only frame of reference here. I'm not, I, I doubt very seriously very many uh, married people have separate beds. I'm just saying that there's some value to it. It's nice I not to get a you know, leg thrown over you in the middle of the night or whatever. <laughs> So they go back in this idyllic 1950s world, this cloistered, secluded town where people don't even know that the world exists outside of uh, Pleasantville, and uh, they kind of bring a little bit of change to town. Let's let's just say, and I don't think it. I think it makes sense to leave the don't rest you think of it. There's out. a decade-long spoiler alert. I mean, for God's sake. It feels so no, funny. No, I don't want to spoil it. No, no it's such I'm a great gonna, movie. I would to get on the air and, and recommend and rave about a film and then go ahead and spoil it for you. 15-year-old film. Um, I, no, like, Mark, there are always new young people who've never seen films from... I mean, there. I ran into somebody who'd never seen The Matrix, you know? Like, what? How can you not seen The Matrix? But well, my question you is, were three or something so, so, like I mean, that. You know, if you talk about um, The Matrix... Can you talk about the plot line of The Matrix without... I mean, I'm just saying... I just it, talked about the plot line. I don't have barely. to give detail on what happens. So I'm they, just saying, you're tiptoeing. So change comes to Pleasantville. We're tipi- tiptoeing around a 15 year, the spoiler alert on the 15 year old film. I'm not being a jerk. <laughs> right. I'm asking a question. Is, it, is there a point in time when I can just say what a medium, whether it's a, you know, a book or a movie or whatever it is, I can just talk about it with impunity without feel, feeling bad? Yes, can I discuss the 1930s backwards. The epic of Beowulf <laughs> and what happened in it. Oh, spoiler alert, everybody. It's fine. If you want to give a spoiler alert and then give your spoilers, but I'm not interested in spending airtime on But people don't turn off their TVs for spoiler alerts? 
Just because you said it, it's not like it absolves you from give, spoiling. I think that helps, though. It gives people the chance to turn something off uh, before they, they go on. But why it's, would we want them to do that? It's just so. a social convention yeah. uh, for absolving yourself of the responsibility for what you've done. Anyway, it's a beautiful film, and I highly recommend it. It's one of those movies that uh, you know really, I think, stirs the emotions. At least it did for me. And uh, you might just cry watching uh, Pleasantville. So, yeah, I didn't. No. Oh, you just... You don't have feelings. You have a That's rock right. for I, a heart. <laughs> I have no feelings. That's right. <laughs> so toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free. <laughs> I cry at lots of movies. That This one was not one give of me them. A, give me a movie that made Mark cry. I like those, uh, the Free ones with the, an, the animals. <laughs> was it The Greatest Adventure or whatever? With the, uh, the three animals crossing the United States. And oh, it was Homeward a, Bound. There's been uh, a bunch of movies like that, yeah, well, so uh, no, I don't you know, know This which one, one was actually supposed to be true, and I don't watch a lot of movies, but I mean, anything that has to do with the animals, I like that. Yeah. I see. So animals. I was right with Free Willy. Uh, I Old don't know Yeller? I've seen that. Yeah. Old Yeller? Yeah, I've seen Old Yeller. Did you cry? Well, who the hell hasn't cried at Old Yeller? <laughs> he, oh, I was about to spoil Old Yeller. <laughs> Never mind. Right. Here's a movie from the 50s or whatever The dog it is. dies at the end. No! Right, the dog dies at the end. <laughs> All right, 855-450-FREE. Uh, that, again, the toll-free number here. And by the way, uh, it's also like a very strikingly visual, uh, beautiful film as well. So I'm hoping it'll come out on Blu-ray someday. I don't think it has. That is Pleasantville. I don't know about Old Yeller. Mm-hmm. But uh, Pleasantville, lovely film. 855-450-FREE. One of my favorite uh, you know, th- things that were unseen before films or uh, you know, open-your-eyes sorts of films. I love films like that. Uh, it's one of my favorites. So uh, we can, of course, you can talk about anything that uh, you want. Coming up here, Philadelphia, where Derek was living for a while prior to making the move to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. There's an update on what's happening there with homeless people and feeding them. Plus, on the way, really creepy police state news about what's happening to some of the Occupy protesters. Well, uh, Derek Jay's going to share that with us here. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at WeUseCoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at SpendBitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via SpendBitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's SpendBitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you here tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. We invite you on over to our website at freetalklive.com. And if you want, you can support the show by shopping with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com and you'll find links to Amazon there. Different Amazons for different uh, countries. So click into the right Amazon for you and get your shopping taken care of. You'll get whatever it is that you need or want. Likely, they carry all kinds of stuff at Amazon. You'll get it either used or brand new. And of course, if you order enough stuff brand new, then you're probably going to get free Super Saver shipping uh, when you place your order. So it's Amazon. The same great Amazon experience you're used to. It's just that you're shopping through our affiliate link at shop.freetalklive.com. So just start your shopping there. Get in the habit of starting at shop.freetalklive.com. 
uh, and then a portion of your sale will go to Free Talk Live. So I actually went during the break and looked for Pleasantville because last time I looked for it, it wasn't on Blu-ray. But it's now on Blu-ray, so I think that's great, and uh, I'll pick up a copy of it, and I'll give away my DVD to somebody. So uh, so there you go. Uh, again, shop.freetalklive.com. Now then, to since we were speaking of hunger earlier tonight, the uh, the Hunger Games coming out this weekend, here's a related story from technicallythatsillegal.com. Have you ever seen Parking Wars, writes uh, the author here, who I believe is, let's see, I think she reached out to us recently, Mark. Anne? Yeah, yeah. So maybe we're going to talk today. more with her. But Anne writes, uh, have you ever seen Parking Wars? The official description of this TV show reads as follows. Join the resourceful parking enforcement officers of Philadelphia and Detroit as they cruise the streets to nab the equally inventive citizens who park illegally and dangerously in this gritty, often humorous reality series from A&E. Although their jobs frequently involve being abused by citizens desperate for a primo (laughs) parking spot, the team members carry out their work conscientiously and tenaciously, leaving no derelict car unbooted. Now, Anne says, I would describe it differently. If I were writing the official description of the show, I would say the following. Watch as greedy city officials hire people to go around and suck the money out of everyone in the city. Bang your head on the wall with frustration as you put yourself in someone else's shoes as they empty their savings account to pay for a towing bill. Watch citizens try to make sense of confusing parking signs. Yeah, now, you know, this just never ceases to annoy me. I can't go to a, to a city that is not my own without getting a ticket. It happened to me in Toronto. It happens all the time, and it's because you can't understand what they're saying. I mean, they try to put the least amount of words on these signs or whatever, and I just don't know. Hey, t- give me some kind of understanding of where I can park, when I can park there, and how long I can park there. I got a ticket at 2 in the morning at this obscure sign that I thought meant that I could park between the sign and the corner, but nope, turns out I couldn't. Different places have different rules. I don't know what standing is. Right. What is standing? <laughs> what do the red curbs mean versus the yellow curbs? Versus... I'm going to stay the heck away from a red curb, yeah. I can tell you that much. <laughs> Philadelphia is particularly heinous with their parking are they as far as i've seen yeah i mean there are even reserved parking spots for city councilors like in the street (laughs) fume with rage as the public officials hold people's cars until they go to traffic court and try to reason with some judge that hasn't seen the signs because he or she probably has a special parking space for the ultimate in government red tape you've come to the right spot so she continues with her uh, essay here Anyway, if you haven't seen the show, you probably got a clear idea by now. The first season's based in Philly, and it follows the parking enforcement people around as they do their jobs on a daily basis. I actually kind of like the characters. I think that they generally conduct themselves with dignity and respect for others. They're on camera. That's um, a good point. Now, you know, I honestly I've never had any problems with uh, you know parking enforcement agents. For me, it's the signs um, that you know confuse the heck out of me, and. I, I, you know, I understand they've, you know, they're they're going to do their job. That's what they were hired to do. I I have problems with the whole idea of the government owning roads and taking and you know having the right of way and um, eminent domain and all that stuff. But that really doesn't come down to you know they're an organization that owns the roads and they're going to handle that situation as as they do. Well, Mark, I hear you. That's what they're hired to do, and of course, that's what they're going to do throughout their day. Because you know, if they came back with no tickets, that might be embarrassing. Sure, but yeah, I know for got... a fact they have no quota. What? No quota in Philadelphia, and yet they can produce a, a whole. Sh- that's a fact. I've asked the parking authority people myself. They'll lie to you. No, they. Well, they. Oh, okay, so I mean, that's the best information <laughs> I'm working on is what they tell me. Here's, here's how they. they say, here's how they play it. So if you ask them, do you have a quota? And they say no, they're actually telling the truth. 
that's because they call it something different, like a departmental average, for instance. Well, or, I asked some of these people when I had the opportunity living in Philly, do you, if you came back with no tickets, would that be okay? And he says, yeah. He says that's – but after a week, it would be a problem. So maybe that's what you're saying that, like, there's a weekly mm-hmm. average or something. But Yeah, I don't know how they, they work it. I mean, it's probably different from department to department, but they have these things. Uh, week, uh, departmental averages are one way they do it. There are other ways as well, targets – can't these something. people be paid off to just not write any tickets, though? I mean, well, I don't know. You could talk what's to them. the difference. <laughs> I mean, whether well, you're paying them off ahead of the ticket or paying them off after the fact, either mm-hmm. way, you're but paying they're going to get right? caught, and they know that uh, you know there's a pension on the line, there's the paychecks. I mean, the city government has a sweet deal. The first they t- they steal the land from you, mm-hmm. then they pay somebody to uh, guard the land, and you have to pay the taxes on that person when that organ that that organization runs in the red. Well, even if they would consider taking a payoff from you, they'd probably be paranoid that they were being set up for like an internal affairs uh, investigation or something like that. And then they'd be charged criminally. So Also, you're going to get the ticket on when that person's day off rolls around anyway. The next person comes along. So, uh, so again, she's kind of running down this, uh, this, this television program, which is called uh, Parking Wars. And she says that, and of course, they always show that the, uh, the people on the other end not acting civilized. They show the people with a million outstanding parking tickets threatening the workers as they try to boot their cars. Of course, the show almost never shows the other side of the story. For all we know, they could be uh, like this poor guy, and she links to something, who's unjustly getting tickets due to a computer error as a result of his unique vanity plates. The show is one that... Yeah, there's uh, there, there, there is... Somebody has a, no, a unique No vanity. tags, right? Yeah, I think it's no tags, and uh, he ends up getting all kinds of tickets. Yeah, from, like, all over the country or something? <laughs> it's good when, stuff. When, yeah. The show is one that the... Uh, the show is one of the many that end up pitting citizens against the enforcers. In these shows, it's almost a given that the enforcers will look like the good guys, just doing their jobs, and the citizens will look like idiots who don't know how to park and are too stubborn to pay their tickets. I've never particularly wanted to visit Philadelphia, but this show really makes me want to stay away. Many of the people they show in the impound lot are out-of-towners who are unfamiliar with the parking rules and <sighs> unable to decipher the signs. If all you know, of that. this happened to me in Washington, D.C. You have They have parking along the side of these uh, relatively major roads where everybody's parking. And what I didn't understand, and I get it. I mean, you know, once I look at it and then I understand the situation... I got it. I understood what the sign was saying, but I didn't understand it when I parked. Um, is at rush hour these uh, lanes go away? Hmm. I mean, you can park in the, the the farthest right lane of the road during non rush hour, but during rush hour, that's for driving. It's for driving, and they clear it all out, so they give you a hundred dollar ticket. Hmm. Is what it was. 10 years ago it's probably 300 dollars now god knows wow. and i'm like what, <laughs> what? <laughs> i go there if i would have been any later they would have impounded my car and took it away i would have been there for days trying to get oh my, my car on real quickly the the philadelphia parking can be so absurd when i was down there to film occupy philadelphia there were four parking spots open right across the street from city hall I took one of them and later found that I had over a hundred dollar ticket because oh, that wow. was for a city councilor. He wasn't there that day. He was never going to be there that day. But and it wasn't clear to you that like there was not like a sign right there reserved for so and so. No, it, I mean it said something about city councilors, but I mean come on, there you got four four, <laughs> four lanes that are totally open. Anyone could park there, right? Like why not? I put money in the meter. The, you would think it would be fine. I I just think it's absurd that spaces would be open, but they're going to reserve them because they might need them days later. Oh, this is how I always us. feel when I walk past the uh, the handicap parking. Now I can't I'm not telling you that I don't think that there should be handicap par- parking, but when it 
the, the government sets the regulation on how many of these things there should be. Right. And the it, business it, should be able to decide. It's, it's pretty darned annoying when you walk by and there are eight handicapped parking spaces open, but you've had to park in the back of the parking lot. I really, personally, I don't care. It don't doesn't like bother me that much. There's but, no doubt it's bad for business. Some of these places are restaurants that want to offer to-go th- services mm-hmm. where people can walk out to people's cars, but with all the handicapped spaces, they're not able to have that operation. And hurting y- commerce. Y- I think that handicapped people do need some kind of special parking. I just think that the government regulations on them. I have never, ever, and I'm sure that handicapped people have seen this, but I have never seen this, all the handicapped spaces filled in a particular place. Like well, a, I suppose that's good for the handicapped person that's showing up looking for a good. What space. about the non-handicapped person? I mean, oh, have you ever been to a parking it. lot where there's no where there's no spacing where there's no parking this spaces? This is one of the, you want to talk about uh, minor issues. Uh, yeah, this on is the a first spectrum. world problem. Yeah, absolutely controversial activism, right? Yeah. Coming from Mark. <laughs> I'm not suggesting anything. All right, so Just you can tell us that the government parking. does the government doesn't understand what supply and demand is about, no. and as a result, they tend to uh, you know over or underperform. You can tell us your uh, parking night. Nightmare story. If you'd like to share, 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And no, uh, we didn't pay our ticket in Toronto. So, just forgot about that. Uh, 855-450-3733. But there's actually a point to this story, and she's getting to some some other news about what's happening in Philly with feeding the homeless. We'll share that with you coming up here in moments. Hour number two is next. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. All you have to do, dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. Coming up here, uh, maybe this hour, when we get a chance, uh, Derek J. is going to tell us about some creepy police state stuff that's happening to some of the Occupy protesters. We'll Mm -hmm. give you details on that. And uh, just a moment ago, we were talking about Philadelphia and some of the uh, the insanity coming out of there. Uh, Specifically, we were discussing parking ordinances, which uh, affect everybody in any small to large city uh, around the country. Uh, in fact, just recently, we had a little bit of good news here in Keene. They were going to bring those uh, parking kiosks to town. They had brought two of them to town and had installed them on a test basis. Mm-hmm. And the feedback was so negative from the, the people of Keene that not even the cops could justify continuing. I was pretty surprised when the police chief himself actually had to admit that they were wrong and that uh, you know people do not like this and the feedback's been all negative and we, we're not going to voice these on you wow so they pulled they pulled those machines out they're still parking meters in town but they don't have the kiosks and that would have really been bad had we gotten the kiosks and the reason why and what they were trying to do was they were trying to stop what they call piggybacking so for those of you who are familiar with uh, these different types of parking machines you've got the the old style put a quarter in or put a you know put change in and get time right that's that's what we have here in Keene currently but in a lot of newer places, they have these fancy systems where they've got credit cards and you can, you know, you get this receipt that prints out. You've got to put a receipt on your dashboard. So they were looking at getting something like that. Now, they were trying to sell it to people like, well, you don't have to put a receipt on your dashboard. You just go to the kiosk and then you punch in the, your space number and you put money in and that's that. You you go to your do your business and whatever. But the the intention was 
that they wanted to stop piggybacking. And what a piggybacking is, is this a slang term to describe what happens when, let's say, I show up at a parking meter, drop a quarter in and get a half an hour or whatever a quarter buys you in your town. And uh, and then I spend 10 minutes in the store, come back out. There's 20 minutes left on the meter. I leave. Mark, you you arrive randomly and you kind of eyeball in the meters and you see, oh, that one's still got some time on it. So you pull in there and you benefit from the the free 20 minutes that I'd already paid for now, on the meter. It's That's rare. Piggybacking. It's rare in my life that I have the opportunity to pick between several uh, parking meters and, and be able to see them at once to be able to know which one has time on it and which one doesn't it's I usually in, just a nice surprise yeah it's, it's usually just a little kiss and that's you know no big deal <laughs> right and so the city for, well for the city it's a big deal because they saw the the chance the, the police department specifically saw the chance to make more money they ran the numbers and they figured that they could make a hundred thousand dollars a year more extra now this is a lot of money for little keen new hampshire i think they're currently making like 200 to 300 thousand so this would have been a significant increase and they're still running in the red yeah the parking whole parking bureaucracy doesn't isn't profitable. But uh, so they saw this as a way to make money. But also, I bet you they saw it as a way to stop the Robin Hooding that was happening here. Because mm-hmm. one of the things the activists, some activists have done as their choice of activism is they are doing Robin Hooding where they'll walk downtown, they'll have a bunch of nickels or dimes or whatever with them in their pocket, and they'll, uh, they'll go from meter to meter and they'll look for people that are parked at meters that are expired and who haven't gotten tickets yet. So they'll go ahead and save that person. So if you are parked at a meter that is expired, you're still in the store. It took you a little longer than you thought. One of the Robin Hood, uh, one of Robin Hood's merry men, might come along and uh, put a quarter or a nickel or whatever into your meter. Probably nickel, just to give person a little bit extra time. Uh, put put some money into the meter to essentially save you from getting a ticket. And of course, the most effective way to do this is to actually find the parking bureaucrat and walk in front of her. So that way, there's absolutely no way she can give out tickets to anyone. And so this is something that's been going on here for a few years, and it's likely that when they saw this whole kiosk, they were like, yeah, we can stop, put a stop to piggybacking, and we can put a stop to those free staters uh, going around uh, preventing us from writing tickets. Because the, the kiosk system is made to where you go up, you punch in your space number, and you put money in. You can't go back and check on your space. Like if you, if you forget how much time you have left, too bad. You can't go back in, punch the space number oh, up, really? and pull up that information. I see. Right. So if for whatever reason you go in to get your hair done and you decide instead of a haircut you want a hair color too, then you can't go back out and feed the meter. You can feed more money into it, but you can't ascertain how much time is left on it. I see. So, Gosh, that, that parking meter lady or you know any parking meter official has a hard enough time justifying their job. I can only imagine what kind of insult... Uh, Robin Hooding lends to their to their injury. You know, uh, one of them took it real easy. Uh, we were walking once doing Robin Hooding right in front of her, and she was pretty cool about it. She said she didn't care. What she care? She right? gets paid to walk. Yeah. Oh man. She 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 actually explained it's the that right the reason, attitude. Right. She explained the reason why she took the job is because she gets paid to to go for walks, uh, basically. So well, good. Yeah. Uh, I'm she glad she doesn't mind. Huh? <laughs> If it's the same one that gave me a ticket, she's going to be, uh, in a month from now, going to be uh, talking, going to be spending an hour or so in court. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the one, there's two of them here in, uh, in Keene, and one of them always used to come off as really grumpy. And ever I since, wouldn't know. 
ever since I talked, ever since I brought her to court for a parking ticket, she and I have just been the best of pals. She is so friendly to me now, and you know we just get along great on the streets. There you go. I don't know what I don't know what it was about t- taking her to court, <laughs> ch- challenging the ticket. All of a sudden, after that, we just you know we know each other's name. Actually, I don't remember her name, but she's really nice. Well, it's like you guys had a little date. You got together at the right. court. Had a little chat. So I highly recommend taking parking tickets to, uh, to trial. It's a good way to really throw a wrench into the system. And it doesn't take a, you know, it's not a big risk to you. So anyway, aside from the parking thing, what brought that conversation about is a website called technicallythatsillegal.com. By the way, if you are going to take any kind of ticket to court or, frankly, go to court for anything, jurisdictionary.com, you mm. need to know the basis of what to do. Um, you know, I mean, it, it, it makes it so you're going to have a chance of winning. Anne Satley's over at technicallythatsillegal.com is reporting on something going on in Philly. She was originally talking about parking. She says if that wasn't enough to make you want to stay away from Philly, that is all the parking, crazy parking enforcement, she says now there's a new reason. The mayor there, Michael Nutter, has announced a ban on feeding of homeless people on street corners. Mayor Nutter is imposing the ban on all outdoor feedings of large numbers of people on city parkland, including Love Park and the Ben Franklin Parkway, where it's not uncommon for outreach groups to offer free food. Nutter says the feedings lack both sanitary conditions and dignity. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. Dignity? You're feeding people. What do you mean dignity? How does that even come into play? What do you care about your dignity if you're starving? I've heard people use this dignity thing to, to defend all kinds of welfare programs, entitlement programs, essentially. Um, you know, if they don't, if they're not entitled to it, then that's not dignified. Dignity, the quality or state of being worthy of esteem or respect, the respect and honor associated with an important position, etc. So, what? Would dignity factor in defeating homeless people anywhere? Well, you have to be wearing a fine government hat when when you're feeding these people. Well, the government's not going to feed them. Well, no, but you have to get their uh, permission mm. first, and that that's part of the hat. And then the other part is training. You have to be trained in properly feeding homeless people. I believe that's part of the requ- requirement of this. I don't know if you will be allowed to feed outside at all. I don't know if there is a if there's a permit available for that. I think they're just saying you got to move it inside. Like you can't now. What this is really is about is getting, getting the vision of those homeless people being out in a park somewhere. Yeah, they don't want them out where people can see them. Right. They did this in uh, in Sarasota, Florida, where we're from, Mark. Uh, not too long before we left town, uh, the Libertarian Party there. They don't do much, but they were uh, all upset about this similar ordinance that was banning feeding homeless people in city parks. And that was all because the people in the neighborhood don't want homeless people in the in the city parks. You can well, imagine why they don't want homeless people in the city parks. Those, you know? those two locations that they mentioned, though, also in Philadelphia, those are very close to where Occupy Philadelphia was set up. And Occupy uh, Philadelphia uh, and was they were feeding, feeding people. a lot of people. Yep. There was one tent that was responsible. The, the Truth, Freedom, Prosperity tent mm-hmm. was responsible for providing more than two tons of food to, to hungry people. So and that was just one tent. You can imagine what Occupy Philly was doing for the homeless community. I think it's interesting you bring that up because I bet you that was one of the um, impetus behind this. Impeti. I bet this was an impetus behind this particular uh, city ordinance, which we'll tell you more about coming up here in a moment. 855-450-FREE, banning feeding homeless people outdoors in Philadelphia. 1-855-450-3733. Welcome to Share Your Thoughts. Maybe you support this concept. Uh, This is Free Talk Live. 
DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Maybe you want to take the side of Michael Nutter, the mayor of Philadelphia, who is uh, supporting a new ban on feeding people outdoors. We'll tell you more about that here in moments. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can visit the webcam page and watch and listen to the show there as well as, well as uh, interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com to do that. That is, uh, once again, cam.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. Your best chance at achieving liberty in your lifetime is with other people that like and appreciate the ideas of freedom. Get active with others because it makes a difference. It's just numbers. It's all about numbers. We've got to have the people that love liberty together in the same place. And it's happening. We've got over a 1,000 people now here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. New Hampshire was the state that was chosen. There was a vote uh, many years ago. And this has been going on for a while. Uh, We want to get to 20,000. We've got over 11,000 that have pledged to make the move. So you've got 1,000 here now. You've Over 1,000. You've got over 11,000 have pledged to make the move. But we're still not quite to our goal. So if you think you can be of assistance, if you want to do something to achieve liberty in your lifetime, I like uh, one of the messages you posted today over at the Shire Society forums, Derek J., about how you're doing this for you know the, your children and grandchildren down the line that will ask the question, what did you do to stop the tide of tyranny? You may be asking your grandparents that now. You know, what is their answer? I mean, if we've gotten this far, what what have people been doing? I what voted! We, <laughs> so let's try a different approach. Right. Uh, voting hasn't set anybody free. Now, maybe we can have some success with local elections here in New Hampshire. I haven't given up on the system entirely here because I've seen actually some examples of how the New Hampshire system is better than others because there's just – there first of all, less – there are fewer government bureaucrats. Uh, like a, there's a smaller ratio of – government bureaucrats to productive people in new hampshire than anywhere else so that's a good thing uh and in addition the the state reps there's over four there i think are 400 of them yes so there's a whole lot more so-called representation it's easier to it's get the largest legislative people. body or excuse me the third largest legislative body in the english-speaking world like give me an example i was at uh, i was actually at the state house today and i Basically spent the whole day there, and it was brutal uh, because this is the political process. But I was there at a grievance panel where there's this new panel that's been formed of uh, state reps that will hear people's problems with government, some of the ways they're being hurt and screwed over by government. And uh, there's one lady on the grievance panel. I'd never really heard her speak to anything specific until today. And she was talking about the, the, there was an issue with like a zoning board in one of the towns being doing some shifty things. And uh, I mean, besides just existing, but they were doing something bad. And she made the statement that central planning is like an agenda 21 thing. So she references this UN program that a lot of people are really paranoid about. Uh, but uh, just the fact 
fact that she said something about central planning being bad. And like, you know, some of these people aren't so bad. There's another state rep who was telling me about how he was running a club in Nashua once upon a time and the police were shaking him down for cash. Uh, like, you know, you, Whoa. Better, you better pay for some protection services over here. And uh, that's what he did. He gave them thousands of dollars because they were going to not allow him to open his club otherwise. Wow. And they never, in, they never even showed up. To, to provide him with the services they said that they were going to provide. He had to pay for like six officers at 40 bucks an hour or something crazy like that. And they never even showed up. And he uh, complained to them about it later on. They were basically told him to screw off. Mm-hmm. So he ended up shutting down his, his club and leaving town. So, you know, some of these people have had some, uh, you know, really interesting experiences because they're not your average politicians. They're really more like regular people who've taken political roles. Whereas in a lot of states, state reps make $100,000 a year and they are professional politicians and they are, you know, lawyers essentially turned into politicians. Here, it's mostly just your average folks and they only get paid 200 bucks a year. Right. So it's a huge difference. I think for a lot of people, if they're calling their state rep, they're going to be talking to a, some sort of page or a secretary first before they get to the rep. Correct. And in New oh, Hampshire, they're never gonna, yeah, I mean, if you can get to the if rep. If you think right. you can get your, your state rep on the phone, I, I, you know, and it's not election time, any other state, yep. but, but yeah, New we'll, Hampshire. We'll take a memo. But in mm-hmm. New Hampshire, I think uh, there's a pretty good chance that if you're calling your state rep, their kid is going to answer the That's phone true. or something. I've had it or happen. You're going to call them at home. You, you are, in most cases, calling their home number or even a cell phone number. Yeah. I've called the state and even the well, state what senators. what else would it be? They're, they don't have offices. Yeah, and they're paid 200 bucks a year. Do, so the, <laughs> do the state senators have offices? I don't think they, they do. Share, they share uh, you know, a secretary. I think it's four of them have one. Interesting. Well, I have to say that I, I, this, the, there are fewer state senators than there are representatives. There are only 24 state senators. Yeah. Significantly uh, but, fewer. But even so, I was still able to call the local state the senator on her cell phone. So They're just more accessible here. There are a lot of reasons to move to New Hampshire, though, not just within the system uh, actions, but others. Go to freestateproject.org. Learn more about it. There's a great 101 reasons uh, to move to New Hampshire there, and I think you're going to appreciate it. If you love freedom, that is. If you don't, you stay right where you are. 855-453, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We're talking about one one place where there's not uh, not a whole lot of freedom, and that's Philadelphia, the place you left uh, to come here to New Hampshire, Derek J. And now they are cracking down, or they're preparing to, because they just passed... they got all kinds of brotherly love there, though. They just passed an that's ordinance <laughs> that is banning the feeding of homeless people in public. So, including places like Love Park, which you were telling us during the breaks, apparently catty corner to the city hall. That's correct. Which isn't unfamiliar to us. We had a situation last summer where activists were being arrested every single week in Orlando, Florida, because they were feeding people in a park. They were feeding homeless people there, and the city ordinances said that they couldn't do it, and they did it anyway. And the cops kept coming out, and they kept arresting people. And arresting then two people later, for feeding homeless people. For feeding people homeless people, and cart them, them away in a van, charge them with trespassing, uh, and then uh, they would come back. And did it these would, police not feel shame? I mean, I don't how, get it. I how really can you don't. get in between a homeless person who's starving and their food, and you think that that's the right thing to do? I don't understand Unconscionable. it. Unconscionable. I, you know, I mean, I. <laughs> They're, I imagine they're, they use the, the old tried and true excuses. Look, it's my job. Oh, I'm doing my job. 
Got to pay the mortgage. So there's an interesting part uh, to this story here, and as is pointed out at technicallythatsillegal.com, Nutter's aides will work with the homeless groups to encourage more indoor feedings. In the meantime, groups will be allowed to offer food on the north apron of City Hall, provided they register with the city. They need to know what everyone's doing for some reason. The ban on parkland feedings takes effect in 30 days, and groups that violate the outdoor feeding ban would face two warnings and then a $150 fine that the article describes as nominal. Now, she's citing a different article from CBS News. Nutter says, however, that large family gatherings in the park are not affected by the ban. Now, how is that? Like, if you right. get together to have a picnic and you're, like, feeding some other family... That'd be my question, sure. That's okay? Well, what, right. So how are they going to discern? Is it all based on looks? Oh, well, you look homeless, so therefore... You violate the ban. Oh, you look like a family, so therefore it's okay. Because what are you going to do? Check ID- identification, make sure everybody's got the same last name? I mean, large families have different last names within, uh, within themselves. Are you going to require the family to bring a genealogy tree uh, to the park so you can prove that you're actually a family? What if I'm feeding homeless people and I say, this is my family? We're all brothers and sisters. Exactly. God the, sees us as brothers and we're sisters. We're the human family, okay? Hey, 855-450-FREE. They're going to take a look at that unshaven thing on your face, and they're going to consider you to be one of the homeless ones anyway, so don't worry about it. You won't get a ticket. Yeah, <laughs> 855-450-3733. You can join us on our uh, on the air here. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Your thoughts on feeding the homeless? It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free here at 855-453-1855-450-3733. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that await you there. FreeTalkLive.com stuff, including the archives. Go and click and download and get as many as you would like, going all the way back to late 2006. All of it is free at FreeTalkLive.com. Bitcoins are the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service that you've got to abide by. Anyone can download the free Bitcoin software and be using them in just a few minutes. With Bitcoins, you can send and receive money with no fees anywhere in the world. You don't need the permission from any bank or government to do it. To learn how, visit weusecoins.org. Weusecoins.org. Bitcoins are going to revolutionize the internet or something like them. Some peer-to-peer uh, you know, digital currency is going to do it, and Bitcoins are first to market. Now, thanks to bitinstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit bitinstant.com. BitInstant.com. Coming up, Derek Jay is going to tell us about some creepy police state news regarding what they're doing to occupy protesters upon arrest. But first, we continue telling you about what's happening in Philly, where the mayor, Michael Nutter, has announced that there's a new ordinance in town. It's going to take effect in 30 days, banning the feeding of so-called homeless people, large groups of them in city parks. However, it was pointed out that it'll be okay to feed uh, your family if you've got a large family gathering in a city park because that's okay. It's okay for some reason to feed a large group of family members 
food in a city park, but if it's a group of homeless people that's the same size, for some reason, that's a bad thing. And according to technicallythatsillegal.com, the author here, Anne, writes, you see, it's less of an eyesore if homeless people are fed inside, where the display won't bother anyone. Why else would this ban not affect large family gatherings? People who have houses are allowed to eat outside in large numbers, but not people who don't have houses. This proves to me that this is not an issue of safety or dignity, as the city is claiming. It's an issue that this mayor is embarrassed about. He doesn't like how it looks for his city to have large numbers of homeless people eating. Who doesn't or- believe that cities have large numbers numbers of homeless people? They love to shove them under the rug and pretend like they don't exist and roll around and arrest as many of them as they possibly can. But as Derek Jay pointed out, this is really a target against the Occupy movement. That's right. I mean, this is exactly where Occupy Philadelphia was happening, uh, right at City Hall and Love Park, the place where they mentioned the ban, part of the ban will take place. Now, it's the whole city they're banning, I think, from, so it's not just Love Park, but that's one of the places they mentioned. Well, that was one of the temporary solutions of the occupiers. Once they were kicked out of City Hall, they moved across the street, and so they, Mm -hmm. one of their major operations was taking care of themselves, taking care of the city, and looking out for their brothers and sisters. And so, one tent that I mentioned served over two tons of food to people. They kept serving food even after the ban, so they were were able to do it by moving just across the street just expanding out a little bit but now that's all going to be done and over with because uh, somehow the city of philadelphia intends to enforce a ban on feeding strangers they sure somehow. do wait till you hear what nutter has to say about it here i'll give you a quote from him in a moment regarding being allowed to feed the homeless in one particular spot provided you register with the city is an outrage says Anne. it stifles good samaritans it makes benevolence more difficult and hurts those in need and uh, she says that, again, it's going to be two warnings, and then you get a $150 ticket if you're caught feeding people. And, you know, I mean, when you say this is about, uh, you know, this about families, it's very interesting. Try to tell me the operative difference between having a large family gathering in a park on a regular basis and feeding homeless people in a park on a regular basis. The people look shabbier, perhaps, in the homeless gathering. Maybe so, they smell I mean, a little bit It could be worse. a shabby family. Yeah. They sure could. It, I, I, you know, I mean, none of this makes any sense at all. Well, I mean, obviously, I, I like. I know they'll target who they want. Is I what know they'll do. That, that's exactly what they'll do. I can tell you, you know, who, which is the group feeding homeless people, and which one is the family. I can look and tell, but I don't think you could write a law that didn't somehow, uh, you know, target. An, a group of people that you shouldn't be targeting. Well, I just don't know how they would do it. I would think that part of the intention behind this ban is to hide from those who are employed the high numbers of those unemployed and those who have been kicked out of their homes, those who are having trouble feeding themselves. Aren't these things at record highs? Uh, not just in oh, yeah. Philadelphia, but everywhere? W- wouldn't it behoove the city uh, government or the people who call themselves the government to hide those people from view from those who are employed? That's I mean, what they think. Well, no city wants to be, you know, ugly. And, uh, you know, everybody, I, a lot of people would agree that homeless people are less than attractive. Well, right. we, we don't There's want people waking up to the fact that this is worse than the Great Depression. We certainly don't want people to realize reality. Get, get what this control freak says here. Michael Nutter, quote, provi- this is the mayor, providing to those who are hungry must not be about opening the car trunk, handing out a bunch of sandwiches, and then driving off into the dark and rainy night. What? <laughs> it's a vivid picture there. It's, it's, it's like you're a criminal. You know, 
yeah. you're peeling out after you've given out given somebody a sandwich. Maybe people will if they're trying to avoid that fine. Right now, I have to say, what's wrong with that? Well, <laughs> what would be wrong with hey, I'm in a rush. I got a bunch of sandwiches in the back here, guys. Have some sandwiches. I got to go to work. I mean, what would be wrong with that? People are getting fed. Who cares in what manner that you do it? Why do you have to set up a table? Why do you have to have permits? It's all about control. They want to be able to control you and who you can help. You've got to, if you want to help somebody, you've got to ask the city's permission. It's crazy. Well, I suppose if, if you wanted to kill off a bunch of homeless people, that you could uh, feed them s- poison sandwiches out of the back of your car, if that's what you wanted to do. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, let's you take a think of that one. Let's take a look here. Um, governmental organizations are far more likely, I mean, they, you know, they have the history of eugenics and that kind of thing, trying yeah. to, uh, you know, sterilize and kill off people who they don't, cons- they don't deem to be acceptable. Oh, so, no. it's governments not individuals that are more likely to do this i can't believe that you <laughs> what if you about that <laughs> what that's, that's so alarming it you're is. making it sound like the you know the only way that people are going to be able to serve food is if they add as you know special ingredient x that's going to be like some sort of bad thing for uh, the homeless people to be eating i'm just alarmed that mark was thinking about killing off homeless people by feeding them sandwiches out of the back of a car i was trying to think why in the world they would, do, they would have this rule and uh, you know the best thing the 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 best cover that i can think of for them is that well a maniac could try to serve i'm surprised nutter didn't sandwiches. say something like that as justification yeah. for this there are people serving arsenic sandwiches there to could these be homeless there people. could oh. be that's you got to use the fear that we could have people poisoning these homeless folks it's for their own safety just to feed them inside chris is in indy listening to wxnt you're on free talk live with the end Derek, j and mark hey chris what's on your mind well firstly as a actual homeless individual i can tell you from personal experience things here in Indy and also in a little town called Asheville, North Carolina, where parks were banned in Asheville from feeding the homeless. Church groups were feeding dead in a downtown park in the exact center of Asheville that um, because all the shops and all were there downtown, mm-hmm. all the homeless people are visible. And, oh, we've got to hide all the sloppy, nasty homeless people. So they were actually banning church groups and stuff feeding there hmm. and it, it it went interesting we went to city council meetings and all that and had some real interesting times and that went nowhere real fast as you can imagine you know how city councils are it's their way or the highway right they'll, pretend, they'll in, pretend to listen to you though sometimes yeah especially in rich neighborhoods in like Asheville, which is in buncombe county in north carolina in the mountains and they are big money <laughs> they really are so wait, you're, um, you're homeless today? Yeah, I'm homeless right now. And you've been homeless for a while? Um, I've been homeless before, and this time will be the longest time I've been homeless. Are you a homeless by choice kind of person, or are you homeless by circumstance? No, because not definitely not by choice. Some people do it by choice. Say, yeah, I know a few of them that do. Yeah. <laughs> um, me, I would love for somebody to say, hey, sign on the other line, you're hired. That would be lovely. But right now, the job situation is not as great as it needs to be yet. So it's. Hmm. it's I find this claim. I find that claim suspicious. And I know you want to. You wanted to call about something else here in a moment. So stick with us. We'll bring you back here, Chris. Eight five five four fifty free. The claim that you can't find a job. I mean, jobs are out there. Just are you willing to take what's available? 
That's always how it seems to be to me. 855-453, the toll-free number. This is Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keen. Keen is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest liberty forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number here for you, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. Derek J. joining us courtesy of his website, which is livefreeordance.com. But also, you're involved in free agents, fr33agents.com. You are a very dedicated newsman these days, uh, Derek J. You are putting together the news on a pretty much daily basis, releasing a five-minute news package every single day uh, online via podcast. Also airs on lrn.fm and the Free Talk Live live streams. And, of course, the best way to get it is to go to fr33agents.com and click on the radio tab, which will then lead you to the podcast. And if you are one who has, say, iTunes or a, some other podcast program, uh, podcast receiving client, you can subscribe and have it delivered right to your computer when it's available. That's exactly right. And for those who enjoy getting their news in a visual way, free oh, yes. fr33agents.com now offers a video of their so five-minute cool. update of peaceful evolution happening all over the globe and that's something you're putting together as well yes you have got a lot on your activist plate and i have to say i'm grateful for you being here doing all this because that's awesome well thanks i hope that people will enjoy it and check it out and if they are interested in spreading uh news of the peaceful resistance that is happening all over the world then submit your stories uh you can write to me at uh fr33agentstv at gmail.com. Is that link up on the radio page? Yeah, people can can check it out there. So fr33agents.com, click radio, get more details, and subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, right? So you can watch the videos. Yeah, then that way, if you enjoy it visually, then that's the best way for you. Yeah, and what a great way to encourage sharing uh, of these products. I mean, because I've I've heard a number of these uh, while I've been listening to my streams at lrn.fm and at freetalklive.com. Uh, and you know, you hear something that you think is cool, you just pop the link over to your friends, and they can watch either the YouTube or download the audio and put it in their uh, MP3 player. I mean, it's a pretty cool th- service that you're providing. So once again, fr33agents.com. There's a whole lot more to free agents that we, you know, we don't have time to get into, but it's a it's a website that allows liberty-minded people to come together in the same place to. There's a social aspect to it, but there's also an encouragement of activism. There's a neat system that uh, kind of creates rewards and points that people can earn for doing different types of activism. You can sponsor the sorts of activism that you want to see happen and therefore encourage more people to do those sorts of things. So there's a lot going on there. And it's still – I think in the beta – is it still in the beta right now? It, it, it just officially relaunched. It, oh, it just wow. relaunched uh, with a little refresh – and uh, yeah, so if you've been a member of fr33agents.com before in the past, you're going to love what you see today. Uh, a lot of visuals have changed, and as you mentioned, there's new inspiration for uh, incentivizing activism. If you don't have the time to do the activism yourself, sponsor someone else to do it. 
and that way it gets done. Excellent. FR33agents.com. We continue with your calls, your thoughts. Chris, listening in Indy to WXNT. Chris, you say you're homeless right now, and it's not the first time you've been homeless. You said that you are having trouble finding work, and I, I always have to be skeptical with those claims. I mean, I feel like there are jobs available, don't you think? I mean, what what have you been doing as far as trying to get work? Not only looking online, but also hitting the streets, wearing out the shoes, everything that I can, walking up and down, putting in applications anywhere I can find, and have yet to get a call back. There are over 1,500 homeless in the greater Indian area, and we go through these issues on a daily basis. Uh, our great mayor here, Greg Ballard, is also an anti-homeless mayor, would love for all of us to just vanish. She even said one, at one point last year to all the outreach groups that are bringing food, clothing, supplies, candles, and that kind of thing out to the homeless, that all they are is just enablers, enabling the homeless to survive another day. What sort of jobs are you looking for, Chris? Uh, anything in the radio industry, anything in psychology, anything in um, food service. I have degrees in psychology and in broadcast radio. I have um, skills for years and years, restaurant experience and some grocery experience. So you're you're applying at food at uh, fast food places, fast food places, restaurants, hotels, um, hospitals, uh, anywhere. So what about dishwashing positions? I mean, I worked in a restaurant at actually washing dishes and moved my way up at uh, one point, and I can I, tell I you, they all. had no, they just couldn't keep somebody in there washing dishes. They, they had a terrible time yeah, with it. Super fast turnover in that position. I've started out when I lived in Charleston, South Carolina. Um, dishwashing, moved up to bartending, um, cook soup, salad, dessert. Stock and prep. All right, so I we know, know you're willing to take, you know, what some might consider the uh, the lower end of the job scale. We know you're. Yeah, you, it sounds like you're willing to work I'm, I'm, anywhere. Well, I'm, I'm not sure. I heard him say that though. You said that it was a super fast turnover in that position. So, are you finding out about those positions? Oh yes, every chance I get. Right now, they're all still pretty full up from where they hired from uh, before Super Bowl hit. So is Asheville uh, very important to you? He's is, in Indianapolis right oh, now. Oh, excuse me. I'm so, in Indy now. I, I left Asheville. <laughs> okay. So is Indianapolis very important to you? Very. I have a uh, fiancé who lives one county up from us. Hold on a second. You have a fiancé, but you're homeless? Does is she, she have a homeless? Hmm? Is Does she, she homeless? have a home? No, she has a home. Why? And a is job your... and kids and all that. Wait I'm not going to put all the... I'm not going to put you know the pressure on her of me not having a job, being able to help out. I see what you're saying. You don't want to have her. to have her take care of you. Yeah, that kind of I kind I, of I understand where you're coming from there. Well, I tell you, keeping a, if she's got a if she's got kids in a home, keeping a home and kids going is a, is a full time job in and of itself. So you can you know put you can put applications in and then take care of things around the house. You know, I mean, I I think that's a of huge value. Well, okay. So and and how old are you, Chris? I'll be 40 in November. 40 in – all right. So, you know, you've you've been in the job world before. You know what it's like to work in food service. Uh, it sounds like you're willing to accept those sorts of jobs. So that's a good thing. And I, and the more jobs you're willing to accept, the more likely you are to finally get one. But – and I – you know, I, I have to say I'm not an expert at, at receiving jobs. But I always I always feel like following up is important to show that you really, you oh, know, yeah. are somebody who's interested. Every, every three to four days, call this back and ask them what's the status of an application, hmm. um, especially – in places like Indianapolis or like up in New York State and all that. But so far, it's just been no luck. 
You know, um, there's a, you know, unemployment's on the rise all across the country, and it's not as high here in New Hampshire as it is in other places. But, you know, one thing I've noticed is that uh, some of my friends say, oh, I can't get a job. It's too hard to get a job. And then others of my friends will uh, say move here for the Free State Project, and within a week, they have one. Like Derek J. And I just wonder, you know, what what what's the difference? You know, how does one person manage to roll into town and in a week have a job and another person? Yeah, I, I've, I've been in that same situation. Like when I moved to Charleston, South Carolina a few years back when I was down there, I had a job within four days mm-hmm. working at a restaurant. I mean, just that easy. I didn't even try. I just walked in and said, are you guys hiring? And it happened to be one of the assistant managers. And he's like, sit right here. Hang on. I'll be right back. And here comes the application. Sat down and talked. Called me back the next day and says, show up at so-and-so time in two days. Pow. Uh, but And since you've been looking, and, there have been no callbacks? You you said yeah, there have been none? I have a callback here. What, and how long has that been? You've gone like two uh, months without a callback? It's, it's been a year now here. One wow. year. Every day. Going to employers, potential employers, and calling back every three to four days and not one interview? How, how many applications you put in last week? He didn't get to answer. Last week, 21. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What, what can you say about that? I don't know what that? to say. You know, I mean, amazing. have you tried the farm industry? Because I hear they're having a heck of a time. <laughs> it's, it's this time of year where everything, the hiring should be picking up because uh, college will be letting out here in a couple of months. All your restaurants, they're going to be hiring like crazy. So I'm hitting the streets even harder now because it's spring, you know, summer season coming up. So with you busting your butt, trying to find a job, how, how is it? How did you take the news that some of the churches in the area are being banned from trying to help you eat? Oh, I was not very happy at all. Um, it's, it's been a situation going on from in Indy since before I got here, you know. It's been a lot of situations going on. Uh, the health department uh, shut down two different church groups. They were bringing out hot food to homeless groups. And the health department was just driving around, having to see them and stop and busted in for serving hot food because it's against regulations. You don't have running water, blah, 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 yada, yada. Can't have hot food. You know, yeah. Can't crazy. get ladle soup out of a, out of, out of a cauldron. Is it yeah. possible? Okay, so you mentioned some very specific industries you're applying for, radio and uh, psychology, but you also said food service and uh, grocery. What about retail? Are you going for you know WalMarts and those sorts of places? Or what, is there anything you're turning your nose up at? Uh, there's nothing here that I would turn my nose up at. Indy, even though it is a quote unquote major city, um, it doesn't have anything I would look at and go, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Good luck, Chris. I'm sorry to hear about that, and uh, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Again, good luck. 855-450-FREE. I can't claim to have walked in anyone else's shoes. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've taken some, some lowly jobs in my time. There's more coming up here. 855-450-FREE. You take control. Bring up whatever's on your mind. Hour 3 is next. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. 
It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here. And I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com. This is Free Talk Live, and we're launching into the third hour of the program. Plenty of time for you and your thoughts. If you would like to join us on the air, you can do that, 855-450-FREE. And you can bring up whatever's on your mind. Still to come here tonight, creepy news, uh, police state news, about what's happening to Occupy protesters. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. Give you the Occupy news in moments. But first, we jump into the phone calls here. Larry is listening in Indy to WXNT. Hello, Larry. How you doing, boys? What's on your mind? Hey, you know, you guys have a, a, a naive perspective on uh, what's happening here in our country today. Oh? We have a situation where here in Indianapolis... They don't have enough money to keep the lights on in the substations uh, where the police go and do their paperwork and so forth. And uh, But here's what the overall view of things is. They are trying to get to a situation where they can say that we can't afford law enforcement. And then the feds are going to come in and take over. I think I was listening to Alex Jones about four or five years ago, and he said that all these troops that are coming back, from the uh, desert wars, have been trained in urban combat. They're coming back. They're angry. They need jobs. So what they're going to do is they're going to change them around. They're going to have maybe some from Michigan go down to Mississippi Mm -hmm. or Indianapolis. They'll get somebody from Atlanta to come in, different uh, places, from different places, so they won't have any hometown ties. I think it's a reasonable concern, Larry. And the job. I, I think so that's, they're going to federalize local law enforcement. Well, they're already doing that. I mean, if you look at the well, local... Well, they're sure to have. But well, they're right. going to do it on an outright basis because we can't afford it. Well, look at you know the, the I mean? Bearcat. I mean, we we just had a Bearcat situation here in Keene. This is uh, the militaristic tank-like vehicle that has been uh, purchased by the federal government for police departments around the country. There's also the program the U.S. military runs where old military equipment is essentially hand, handed Decommissioned down. Decommissioned and given to police departments. Right, uh, to police here, departments. I've seen one in our town, too. But here's what they're doing. They have a lot of people to get rid of. The homeless are flocking to the downtown areas. They have to get rid of them. They're going to get rid of them. They're going to have experiments on the easiest way to do it. I think the city of Indianapolis is a laboratory for just that purpose. So I just think that uh, you're not going to be having your local law, law enforcement here for another two or three years. Well, let's point out they haven't rolled the troops into Detroit yet, and in Detroit they actually have cut back police services. You well, can only... you know, but they have to have a pattern where you're not able to afford it before they can step in and do anything. But Detroit so, can't afford it. But they can't. So I tell you what, people are going to get the federal troops. They're maybe in a, not in a full-strength uniform, but they'll be there to help. And... Uh, demonizing local cops in the, in the whole picture. Larry, because you seem concerned about this. you guys talking about 
your local cops. Is there a way you can peacefully resist the plan you see coming? For example, like making it unpleasant to be a policeman in Indy by filming them and asking them questions? No, because when you get to them and you film them and make them do things, all you're doing is is justifying. Well, it, it makes it unpleasant to be a police officer, and so hopefully no, people they, would say, I don't want to take that job. you got to listen to what he's saying. Job. But here it is. You're just helping them to bring the feds in. When you say these local men he's cannot saying, control themselves, we need the federal people to come in. Couldn't that We're apply to the feds as well? No, no. That's not, you know, You'll the, beg the, for them. Um, you know, I mean, the claim is, is whenever a local government or a state government uh, steps out of line, the feds have to come in to straighten them out. Okay. I mean, what if... If you believe what Larry says, and frankly, I've heard this story since the mid '90s of mm-hmm. while well, the feds are going to roll their you know troops in and they're going to do whatever, uh, and I haven't seen it yet. Well, we've seen it in the hold on a second, Larry. Thing. Hang on, we we have seen it uh, after Hurricane Katrina. They brought I'm national talking, but did they stay, Ian? No, they didn't. But they did bring national guard troops in the streets. They and had they were every armed, reason in the world to, ta- to to nationalize NOLA, lock it down, and say, okay, this place is uh, below uh, it's below sea level. This is now federal location, and they could make it theirs. The federal government is as broke as these state governments. They can't afford to put yeah, a, a national it. police force. They can print the I'll money. tell you what. You better worry about them putting up a fence and not letting you out of this, what is essentially going to be some kind of prison, rather than put them putting federal troops down. They can't afford it. They can print they, the uh, print Hey, the listen. They can afford it when you think of the plunder and pillage that they can do. Uh, people that got money in the bank that think they got it going on good. They can zip they don't it up. even they have to rob your bank account right now. Larry, they don't even have to rob your bank account. They can just print the money that they want to, unlike they the state hey, governments. Hey, listen, on a more local level, at a more level where you can see the actual tangible stuff being taken, that's a perfect opportunity to do that, to vilify your local government so that the feds can come in and take over. Well, You'll be Larry, begging for them to come. It sounds like you've got some good foresight. You're, you're laying out what, what seems to be a pretty predictable plan. So is, is, can you put your mind towards some way to peacefully resist what you see coming? Now listen, there's no way to do it because the guy you just talked well, to, the homeless attitude. guy, he's 40 years old, right? He's disabled. Nobody's going to hire him because he cannot do a day's work. I don't think he said they he was disabled. They labor. And marginalized labor, as they have in most states. Well, I, I agree with Derek J. here. If your attitude is you can't do anything about it, then you're right. You can't do anything about it, and that's well, the end of that. You, you, you know the best thing to do? What? Let me give you this. You can expose the real plan. But wait a minute. If you don't give then people what? a solution, you have just telling them what the plan is doesn't result in action. It doesn't result sometimes, in tangible choices. Sometimes when you take that money, and you have an advertisement, a promo advertisement program in their, in their uh, political places that they go to on a local basis and have the clowns out there every time they show up. That's how you do it. Tell them. Bring out clowns? The bottom line, what they're <laughs> Buy really political doing. ads and bring clowns out? I don't <laughs> even right. understand bring you. Hey, everybody else Maybe does. I am naive, like have you said. Models. Hey, Larry. Larry. What, why did you call us naive in the beginning of the call? That a part you, I didn't. You are naive because you have not considered the the tone that that high tech is taking on the consciousness. Oh, that's right. You're the, the Luddite. Parents. That's right. You're Luddite, Larry. It's a real. <laughs> hey, 
it's the it's the technology you, you that's you taking think. a toll on the consciousness. It's, it's gonna, taking a toll on the consciousness. Please, Larry, can you can you, you, go, you, hey, you go to any, any ghetto neighborhood I'm on sorry. the first? I think you're going to see a bunch of zombies paying their phone bills. <laughs> Thanks, Larry, for the call. I think you're the naive one, actually, Larry, because what you don't realize is that technology is the key to freedom. Right. I I've, was just reading a story about um, these floating drone internet providers. Basically, they're able to pro connect a whole city block, and you can imagine how effective tweets and Facebook was at organizing protests. Can you imagine when all of those people are all somehow connected to the same Wi-Fi network and able to communicate with one another? That's going to do amazing things for peaceful revolution. I'm not sure any of you were getting what Larry was saying. Larry was saying you need to accept the tyranny that your local government and your local police lay down for you because if you don't accept that tyranny, the federal government is going to come in with further tyranny. Did you get that from his conversation? No, I didn't I didn't hear him it saying that. Absolutely what he was saying. Okay. I well, heard him saying that the police departments are falling apart. No, and he's saying you're vilifying them. those police departments, which is going to get the federal government the, the, the standing to well, come in and shut them down. So I'm naive because I don't have a defeatist attitude? You would be naive if this was the natural uh, you know, result. I mean, you know, no, he would be right if he's, if he's right. He said you're naive because you're using a, a smartphone and no, that you're using that, that technology. that wasn't his initial statement. He didn't talk about that initially. Right, I asked him later in the call about why we I were I couldn't naive. get you guys to and listen to him. Sorry. Was, I listened to him, Mark, and he said that the, the first part of his call was that the police department's falling apart. It didn't have anything to do with how we were treating the police. It didn't have anything to do with how people were treating the police. They were just He was just saying that they're falling apart. Yeah, I'm telling you. That's what he was saying. Okay, Mark. Thanks so much. Derek J. and I did not get that from that call. Okay. So, uh, argument been, to mad there have been times. There have been times when you've been very wrong about what callers have said, Mark. So I'll take my own initiative on this one. Thanks. All right. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. But you were listening. Maybe you can clear it up for us. 1-855-450-3733. What was Larry the Luddite saying? I can tell you that he was saying that technology is evil. Do you recall that part of the call? Oh, I know that part. Yeah, 855-450-3733. Of course, it's because of technology is why Ron Paul is hitting, you know, as largely as he is. It's why Free Talk Live is here in your ears tonight. doesn't really matter what you think about technology. It's not going away. Free Talk Live. More coming up. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. Toll free number here for you is 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. And even if you're a Luddite, uh, apparently some Luddites still know how to make a phone call. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features awaiting you there. Freetalklive.com. We've got news updates. You get signed up 
and you will be kept in the loop via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever way works best for you. You can go ahead and get signed up for free over at news.freetalklive.com. And uh, Mark, tell me about how to get your hands on gold and silver. Go to gold.freetalklive.com. We've got a webpage there where you can take a look at all kinds of gold uh, coins and pieces, silver coins, silver pieces of all different sorts. It's great to do some comparison shopping. Uh, there's uh, there's some specialty pieces there. Probably the Ludwig von Mises piece prob- uh, may, may be the most interesting to our audience as far as specialty pieces go. There's the Lakota Nation silver round. But every time you buy precious metals from gold.freetalklive.com, not only are you getting into your hands these precious metals, which, you know, from what everything I can tell, poised to shoot up. But you're helping Free Talk Live too. It's gold.freetalklive.com. So, yeah, sure, technology can be used for evil. But like any new development in the world of tech or in the world of, uh, you know, just the future, uh, anything, a lot of these things have uh, double-edged, double-edged swords. Yeah, they can be used for good. They can be used for evil. And so to simply just brush aside technology and say, well, it's bad. Uh, no, I'm sorry. He used a phone to call in. I mean, well, there's that. And uh, and no, it's not bad. It's just technology. It's your choice how you use it. You get to decide. You know, some people would say it's bad because it can bring pornography into the home. But some people would say it'd be great because it can bring porn into the home. You don't have to pay as much and have to sneak down to the creepy porn store on the corner. Uh, but, you know, there's all kinds of factors uh, to technology, and it just depends on your perspective. So, you know, if the same person who would say it's bad that it brings porn to the home, you could also say it's good because it can bring you the Bible verses to uh, to other people's homes. So everybody's got their use for technology. And for our purposes here on Free Talk Live, we're all about spreading the ideas of liberty to as many people as possible, in as effective a manner as possible. And Fact is, technology has made that possible over the last decade of our decade and a half of our lives. Uh, The liberty message has spread in an unbelievable manner in comparison to the last uh, 30 years prior to that. But just look at the human condition where technology is and where it's not. And ask yourself, where would you want to live? It's simple. In a technological society? Yeah. I mean, you know, all kinds of things go with it. Longevity, uh, you know, a better quality of life, all these things. Mass production. I mean, we can go back prior to the Internet age and still look at how technology has revolutionized our lifestyles. I mean, would Larry the Luddite want to get rid of electricity, too? I mean, that was really amazing technology at one time. Well, pretty much you have to pick and choose um, when it comes to these, when it comes to technology as to which one you like and which one you don't. Oh, yeah, I don't want to get rid of, uh, you know... the different medical advances and things like that, but I do want to get rid of the internet or whatever. But you know, the internet's made all kinds of commerce uh, available and made it so that many people can have their own business. I mean, isn't that great? People not reliant on uh, big companies. I'm excited to see people embracing technology every day and uh, getting to use their imagination to put technology to more productive uses. I just think it's wonderful. So I I don't understand where Larry the Luddite's coming from when he uses a phone to trash technology. Let's continue here, and uh, we <laughs> you can bring up whatever you want. And he's listening to the radio, obviously, as well, which it's an old tech, but it's a good one. That darn Marconi. Well, he I mean, should have never. You look at radio, it's what, almost 100 years old now? Yeah. More than that? Over. Uh, I mean, as far as broadcast radio, it's not quite 100 years, but uh, radio as a technology is more than 100 years. And it's a it's a technology that's lasts a long time because it's useful. It's valuable to people. It gets information out. So there he is on his phone, which is a radio, listening to the radio. 
Uh, well, the phone, if it's not a cell phone, it doesn't radiate. Um, it just uh, you know, works on a landline. True. He could have been on a landline. You're right. I, I'm presuming he was on a cell phone. Nobody that has may a be... landline anymore, Mark. That, well, Luddites, Luddites are more likely to have a landline than, uh, than a cell phone. So we continue with your thoughts, your calls. Dan is listening in Indy to WXNT. Hey, Dan. Hey, how you doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind? Uh, I just wanted to talk about Larry. Um, I'm from Indianapolis, and so is Larry. And there used to be a morning talk show here Abdul in the morning. Yeah. And Larry, Larry called him constantly, and Abdul banned him after a while. Really? Oh, Abdul's yeah. gone? Yeah, he's gone. Oh, yeah, he got taken off, and now we have Wall Street something in the morning now. Gotcha. But um, anyway, Larry, Larry's a nut, as you may or may not know. <laughs> he's a luddite. He's also a nut. I mean, he calls every talk show there is. I, you know, I was out jogging one morning. He called a sports talk show and was talking about how the Colts weren't going to win the Super Bowl because I don't know they did something against. Uh, some Ill- immoral thing or something. I don't remember what Yeah, it was, Larry's been he, calling this show as long as we've been on WXNT, as long as I can uh, recall. There were demons. And demons been, on the team. I don't know if he's a demon <laughs> guy, but he's definitely a Luddite. We do have demon callers yeah. occasionally that, that believe in demons. Maybe he is someone who so, believes in demons. So, Dan from Indy, Larry uses the phone and radio all day? Sounds like I he's think a, he just sits home and listens to all talk shows and calls them all. It sounds like he's a tech addict. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Old he technology. might even be on his computer at the same time, but I don't know. You know. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up, Dan. I appreciate that. Anything else you want to share tonight? No, I just was... Uh, I listened to you guys uh, on my way home at night, so I just was uh, thought I'd bring up a little Larry. Great, Larry. Thanks for the inside scoop. Appreciate hearing from you. And again, 855-450-FREE is the number here tonight, 1-855-450-3733. If you listen to talk radio in your local community, you certainly will find those chronic callers that tend to, uh, Mm. you know, call the talk shows over and over again. And I don't know, you know, I don't know Larry from Adam. I wouldn't say he's a good caller or a bad caller, but they're the chronic ones that that, that call in. And, you know, he's. I I I think he's been a good caller. We've been talking about his stuff for a couple of segments now. Yeah, I wouldn't say Larry's a bad caller. He usually has something relatively intelligent to say. Whether he's right or wrong about it is a, another question. I mean, you know, you need people lot, with different opinions to bring things up and uh, stir obviously. the pot. So, uh, so once again, 855 Cynthia is listening in Charleston, West Virginia, to WVTS. Hey, Cynthia. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I just, first off, I want to thank you for giving me a voice because in almost 60 years, I've never had one, and I've been an activist. Um You've never uh, had a usually wait a I'm either. You've never had what in in huh? A voice. I've never had. I've never had a voice. I've always been participating. I've always, I've always done everything I could for freedom and rights. And I'm a disabled veteran, and um, the reason I'm disabled is because I was raped oh by uh, soldiers, and I'm so frustrated with the way that America is going now. And so fearful, really, of the way that people treat each other, that I've given away my property, my house, my vehicles, all my furniture, and I literally got it down to basics that to, to where I'm going to get on a plane and I'm going to go to Israel because I would rather be killed by a Muslim than an American. And what the guy said about the hold, well, hold that thought, Cynthia. I have to say I'm pretty blown away by this call. I would like to get de- you know details from you as to 
why you're feeling the way you're feeling and what led you down this road here. And so stick with us. I want to bring you back here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. And I'm sorry to hear about the military rape situation. I hear that's not uncommon in that particular organization. 1-855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number is available to you. You can take control of the airwaves. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Number 855-450-FREE. SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com where you can enjoy various features. They're free, including listening options. We've got live streams in three different bit rates. There's high bandwidth, there's medium, and there's low. You can choose the bandwidth size that works best for your internet connection. Also, we've got radio listening options, including over 100 AM and FM radio stations across the country. Satellite listening choices, including XM Satellite Radio. We have two channels that we're on on XM. Plus, we've got our free-to-air KU Band channel that is available to you. The webcam and the listen lines that allow you to dial in to a long-distance phone number and listen over any phone that can call long-distance. Go to listen.freetalklive.com to get all those details. And, of course, there's also the podcast uh, and the archives on the website. Once again, listen.freetalklive.com. We're back with Cynthia listening to WVTS in Charleston, West Virginia, with a disturbing yeah. story about uh, being raped while, while in the military. Was this by other members of the military? Yeah. And, I said and there was many of us. Yes, there were, and, and there are. In fact, uh, if you go to – it doesn't take long to find this news online. NPR reported that in 2003, a survey of female veterans found that 30 percent – 30 percent said they were raped in the military. 2004 study of veterans who were seeking help for PTSD found that 71 percent of the women said they were sexually assaulted or raped while serving. And a 1995 study of female veterans of the Gulf and earlier wars found that 90 percent said they had been sexually Actually harassed. So one out of almost almost one in three uh, members of the U.S. military in 2003, yes. female members saying that uh, veterans saying they were raped while in the military. Yes. Can't imagine what that was yes. like as a work but environment. It, but, it, but it's even worse. I've just found you guys in the last couple of weeks, and um, um, about the local police, they are um, they have to be prior military. I mean, just the way they act. Uh, Lots of them are called. When they when when someone violates your rights, uh, you're not allowed to speak. It it, it is literally Hickville uh, in West Virginia. It, it it is the truth. They don't understand justice, uh, freedom, or civil rights. I've got a I've got a complaint with the Human Rights Commission now because I couldn't get the police to help me. Mm. Um, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. And I'm I frustrated so by that too. And I have to say that. I, I'm yeah, with you, I, and the cops, I, I they don't understand it. liberty, and they, uh, even here in Keene, New Hampshire, it's not a West Virginia thing, it's all over the place, uh, one cop was was basically boasting because he's free, so he doesn't care about liberty for uh, for other people. 
So, yeah, well, that's not um, uncommon. you know, as stupid as West Virginia women, we just don't know how to get along in this big old man's world, and we don't know how to get along with them. So they just shut us down the minute. That, you know, I was nearly attacked by four men. I'm a single woman. Been that way most of my life because of that rape. And, 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 and when you're a single woman out here, and, you know, you're, you're susceptible to attacks, and not just by men, by women, too. It, it isn't just gangs and, and, and thugs. It's it, people that live beside you on a daily basis and how they treat each other, and they have no respect. They have no... They, they, this is, this is... Do you get specific? Our, Go ahead. I'm Can you sorry. get specific? I mean, I just don't. I, I I guess I just don't understand. Well, for instance, I remember Virginia. I remember being a child on vacation in Virginia, and and taking uh, a drink out of a water fountain and being told by my father that that wasn't the one I was supposed to drink out of. I had to drink out of the one that said white only. And from oh, that wow. moment on, I started, and I have battle scars from my protest and my 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 battles and, and and the different ways that I've tried to serve my country and I've tried to serve my fellow human beings and the women that I've pulled out of of uh, abusive relationships and given them furniture and and everything to set themselves up to to get away from being abused it just goes on and on and on and so you and you I'm feel frustrated uh by what you're experiencing and it sounds like it's been a difficult uh life that uh, that you've led thus yeah. far what is yeah. inspiring you to leave and go to israel you mentioned in the last segment you want to go give to away all your stuff tell me more about that well oh, i gave away a lifetime of jewels and you know all the stuff a woman collects uh antiques and and things but i've given it to all young people hoping that they would get a fresh start and women that were in bad situations hoping they would get a fresh start but it it just it to the point now especially with obama um the way that they're starting to take over and the way that they're they're manipulating things i i i i just think the battle zone is going to be here and it I don't think it's going to be any worse in Israel than it is than it's going to be here. So why not pick a place that you think is going to be better than Israel? I mean, there are certainly countries where because I'm not ready to stop the fight. You want mm. to fight. I want. I want to fight. I want to stand in, in the line of people have a right to exist as God created them. I I would agree with that. I'm not, I'm not going to dispute that, but don't don't you think that if you go to Israel to stand for some kind of human rights uh, situation that you'll be considered an outsider? I mean, often if somebody if somebody came from a foreign country, um came here to fight for human freedom, people are going to consider them to be an, an outsider and not going to care what they have to say as much as they would a local person. Don't you think that you'll be marginalized? Well, Considering that I've been marginalized for the last 40 years, I'm willing to give it a shot. You I say you've been an activist for 60 years, and you mention uh, you know, your relationship with uh, sexism, how you feel like it's, it's impacted you in the Army and then afterwards by yeah. police. Is, is that the, the crux of... Um, 
No, what, what no. Drives it's you? the way the local police are acting now. They're all young men. They're all prior military. I got I got arrested on a bogus charge. If I'd found you guys on the radio sooner, I would have forced them to take me to court. I did. I did what you were talking about the other night. I took the plea deal mm. because I thought it was the best thing to do. But I had a lie detector test that I passed. I had three different statements this guy had given to different people, and it just it just never stops here. And from what I'm understanding from listening to you guys, it, it the it, we just cannot get through to them. They wanted a communistic state. They want people shut down. So, Cynthia, they may I ask how, how freedom? I don't know. This I know it's a rude question to ask a lady, but how old are you thereabouts? I'm almost sixty. I'm almost 60. sixty. Now, I have to say that you know I, I understand where Mark's coming from here. We made the move to uh, New Hampshire from Florida. Mark and myself, Derek J, came from Philly. Yeah, and I thought about that. It's I tricky did, enough. It sounds like you guys have pretty much trouble up there too. Well, there's trouble everywhere, but it's it's tricky enough moving from Florida to New Hampshire because even here we're seen to some extent by some people as outsiders or flatlanders, uh, as uh, some yeah. sometimes we're called here. And it would be even I more difficult to go to a, a, a place where the culture is you know significantly even more more different i mean if you if you like the ideas of freedom i don't know what you how do you feel about freedom but if you do it would seem that doing something here would be more effective ultimately for you if you're willing to make a stand if you're willing to put your your body and your freedom on the line there are a lot of interesting things that you can do especially somebody who uh is in the you know perhaps the middle age set uh do you have kids um, well, they're 30. 30. Okay, you know, so they're moved out. 30. Right, so they're, they're able know, to take care of themselves gone. at this point, and that's that's important. Yeah. Let me give you an example of a guy named Julian Heiklin. I'd like you to look into him when you get a chance. H-E-I-C-K-L-E-N. Julian Heiklin. He's uh, 79, isn't he? I think he's 79, 80 years old. He Up there. He is, uh, you know, an elderly gentleman who is going around from courthouse to courthouse doing outreach to people and getting arrested for it. He's been arrested. Handing out pamphlets. Yeah, he's been arrested like a dozen times. He goes completely limp when he gets arrested. He takes it to court. He takes it to trial. Uh, sometimes he wins. Sometimes he doesn't. He's been sentenced to six months in jail. Uh, but, you know, he's if you want to fight, there's plenty of fight out there. Personally, I'm done fighting. I would much rather live free and let the government fight to retain their legitimacy. Anyway, I thank you, Cynthia, for the call, and I hope you'll continue listening because maybe we'll give you thank some you other... Thank you for the boy. Thank you, and uh, don't hesitate to call back any, any other time you'd like, and hopefully you'll get some additional ideas from us here uh, that might give you some other solutions rather than going to Israel. Free talk live. A technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Enough time for your call. If you make it now, 855-453. That's toll free. 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. And Derek J., you've actually got another website that you're juggling about with your other sites, uh, livefreerdance.com and fr33agents.com. Uh, what is the new site? 
the new site is redressyourgrievances.com, and it's only about a week old, so uh, those who are interested in jumping into something new, now's the time to do it. Uh, Get in on the ground floor! Are you 100% satisfied with your local, state, or federal government? (laughs) I doubt it. This is, such, <laughs> then this is not the website for you. No, no. This this is exactly where you need to be going to redress your grievances uh, with the local, state, or federal government. It's a way for people to collect their grievances uh, so that they can be easily searched through in an, uh, like a Wikipedia-style search. Uh, whatever you're interested in will automatically pop up a post or several posts related to that topic, and then you're able to vote up or down what grievances you agree with or those you think are less important. So people are able to, uh, in a sense, y- you can get a better feel for what what are people concerned about? What's what's the biggest grievance that's on your plate? Redressyourgrievances.com. It's actually a site that is being hosted by FR33agents.com. Yes, it is. Which is one of the things you can do at FR33agents.com is you can host your own website yes. with real professional-like web software. Oh, I've see, it's broken Derek, well, sort of. There's, uh, there's, it's a brand new site, so there may be some bugs, uh, in which case the grievance panel on the left-hand side is kind of crashing into, at least in my browser. Different browsers have different results, uh, but the, there's a little crashing going on between the different panels of the site. But it's still usable, I'm sure. It and certainly is. You will likely be on top of any sort of bugs that, uh, that crop up as this is your first week out. So head on over to redressyourgrievances.com. All right, 855-450-FREE is a toll-free number here. Uh, Derek, my mic sounds funny there. Derek, Jay, tell me more about uh, what you've you've brought to the table here tonight. Yeah, well, speaking of grievances, here's one. Have you ever had your iris photographed? I don't think I have. (laughs) I certainly haven't. But refuse to have your iris photographed and your bail could go up. Saturday afternoon, there was a celebration marking the six-month anniversary of Occupy Wall Street. I heard about this. That's right. And they cracked down, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, more was, than 70 people were arrested during what, the celebration. Was this just New York City or was it a little wider this, than that? This was in New York City. Okay. And so the arraignments of these people began Sunday in Manhattan Criminal Court. Mm. Now, the Village Voice uh, gives this report. Exhausted by a night and day in jail and shaken by the violence of the police response to Occupy Wall Street's six-month anniversary celebration, many burst into tears of relief when they were finally released to the friendly welcome of the movement's jail support team. Unlike many other defendants with whom they shared cells, the protesters would be confident that they could soon be released. This is because the Occupy posts bail for those who are arrested during movement action. So they were, they were covered and they were ready to get out pretty quick. But the protesters and their legal advisors were surprised yesterday to learn that the size of their bail was being affected by whether defendants were willing to have the distinctive patterns of their irises photographed Whoa. and logged into a database. Wow. Police and courts have been photographing irises since 2010. I just recently learned. Surprise! <laughs> once at booking and <laughs> once again at arraignment. Now, how, how interesting that they're making it like this option. They're not just forcing everybody to be iris photoed. When you go to jail, if you've ever been booked before, you get fingerprinted. Yeah. There's no option. If you don't choose to assist them in their fingerprinting of you, they will force your hand onto the fingerprinting platform. So there's no choice involved in whether you get fingerprinted. So why is it that they're coming at it from this perspective? 
Well, it's it's interesting. It seems like it's just a policy. It's not a law. So there, the judge has just made it uh, that that's what she wants to do. I'll, Maybe I'll it's a test run or details. something like that. Yeah, well, it's still kind of up in the air. I mean, they, they're telling the jail guards that this is something they have to do. They think it's mandatory, but um, uh, some civil libertarians disagree. Uh, the practice is a response to a couple of instances in which mistaken identity allowed someone facing serious charges to go free by impersonating another defendant up on minor charges. Yeah, I'm wondering, I was wondering about that when they said that they were ch- scanning them both... Uh, you know, getting out of jail and going to arraignment. I was thinking that are we talking about uh, identical twins here? Because irises are unique for the individual, and I would assume that they're different for identical twins. Right. And so, therefore, they can say, you know, because I, I happened, I was in prison for eight and a half years, for those that don't know, and there was a guy in there who had an identical twin. And people would <laughs> constantly ask him about his uh, his brother, whether, hey, do you guys, you guys ever thought about switching out clothes when you go? You know, like you guys could swap time or whatever. And of course, the brother, not really interested in doing prison time, I guess. Right. But, um, you know, it's something that somebody might ask. That's a tough sell. I don't, I don't see anyone doing Just a that, week. Really. Give me a week furlough, man. For God's sake, I'll come back. It's a cool idea. The police are telling these people that the photographs are mandatory. And that failing to be photographed would prolong their stay in jail. And defendants have often refused to comply without serious consequences. So they're telling them it's mandatory. Some people just don't do it. And then nothing happens. But this is Mm. different. Uh, Yesterday, uh, which is a story was written yesterday, so it's actually Sunday. um, A defense lawyer had told Judge Abraham Klott. She was under the impression that her client, (laughs) not affiliated with Occupy Wall Street, facing charges of marijuana possession, was not legally bound to submit an iris photograph. Klott responded in no uncertain terms. Iris photographs may be optional in the sense that the court can proceed without them if it has to, he said. For example, if the photographic equipment breaks down. But they are not optional for defendants. Wow. Uh, Judge Klott wasn't going at it alone in this strict interpretation. The article continues. National Lawyers Guild NYC President Gideon Oliver said in a memo, presumably from the Office of uh, Court Administration, has circulated to judges, instructing them that iris photographs are mandatory. Even if iris photographs could be made mandatory, though, they should never be used in setting bail, said Moria Metzer-Cohen, a third-year law student who helps run the Occupy Wall Street bail services. In New York, she says, bail can only be legally set for a single purpose, to ensure that the defendants appear at their next hearing. And I I mean, I totally agree, right? That's the purpose of setting the bail, not that I'm a fan of it, but that would be the only legitimate reason they could possibly give. But to evaluate someone's flight risk, you know, courts look at things like people's employment and their ties to their community, their nearby family, history of bench Mm -hmm. warrants, those sorts of things are are what they base the the bail on. And these people, by most definitions, the Occupy Wall Street people, should be released on their own recognizance. And that is the case for many of the people who are being held now. But in the case of the people who were arraigned yesterday, 
one of them was supposed to be uh, released on recognizance. She was employed. Her parents were sitting in the courtroom. It was her first encounter with the justice system. And she was initially charged with resisting arrest and attempted robbery. Then the officer dropped the robbery charge. So all she was charged with was resisting arrest. Yeah, the the officer claimed that she had made a grab for his badge. But then he said, uh, no, 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 she didn't. He so, tried to steal my badge. What, was what? She, what did he think she was even going to do with it? Maybe he thought, uh, after a while, he thought it was a laughable charge. I don't know. The prosecutor asked for $1,000 bail because the defendant had refused to let her iris be photographed. And Judge wow. Clot agreed. So even though the legitimate bail factors militate against setting bail, he did it anyway. Uh, bail is not supposed to be used in any kind of punitive way. Well, wait a minute. They do that stuff all the time. Well, that's that's what this judge is saying. Well, if the um, if the bail is intended to be set in a way that uh, would uh, make it more likely the defendant would show up, then you could claim that the iris scans, since they're um, intended to make sure the right defendant shows up, that therefore they're still sticking by it. But that's it's not, not a gonna, law. You... It's just a policy they've just enacted. Well, and they're they... not going to use it to check you out at court. You're not going to show up at court and they're going to yeah, check your Yeah, that's what they said. For, really? Yeah, they take a picture when you're booked and they take a picture at arraignment. Just I'm to sorry, make I missed sure that, that point. Yeah. I've been dealing with a technical difficulty. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, it's they are using their discretion as wow. a judge to enforce a non-enforceable practice. So Apparently so, it is enforceable. Well, yeah. I mean, It's enforceable if they say it's enforceable. We'll do whatever we want. <laughs> We're going to just keep you in jail, I guess. So several of their... Are they going to start taking stool samples next? I mean, how much more invasive can you get? They will if they want. Well, Oliver has said she has another client who's refusing to submit his uh, iris to a photograph and that police are refusing to produce him in court for arraignment until he does. So wow. they're going to just you leave him be arraigned? In jail. No. Well, he's not even out of jail. So, jail. So now they've got a real problem because how are they, you know, I mean, now they've got him in their custody. How are they going to claim that the iris scan is, in order, is, you know, intended to make sure that the right person shows up for court when they've got him in custody? It's a question of who will blink first. They don't have to claim anything. <laughs> they, can just keep, they can just keep the guy in jail, just like they've done to our friends. They put our friends in jail for weeks and weeks until they finally comply. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo. Raja Mojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Raja Mojo. Today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at cdbaby.com.